Good evening, my October ghouls, and welcome to the Phantasmagorium. I am your host, the Creeper of Channel X. Tonight, we present a tale of a neighborhood that seems to have lost control of its pumpkins. We now present, My Neighborhood Has Turned Into a Pumpkin Patch. In the town of Dellen, where it's always cozy and nice, we never celebrate Halloween. Each year, on the 31st of October, our streets turn eerily quiet as nobody likes to give the impression that it is a day of importance. You will not hear the laughter of children going trick-or-treating. There is no anticipation of finding the scariest costume and there will not be deadly decorations on any of the suburban houses. It goes even as far that we are strictly forbidden to mention the holiday out loud. Now, don't get me wrong, we do enjoy autumn. Dellen is quite beautiful during this season. Bright brown and red leaves embellish the streets with the occasional cracked up chestnut in between. The air is just cold enough to make your breath visible. When you walk through the streets, the smell of fire rising from the individual chimneys make you long for the warmth of your home. We enjoy autumn. We simply skip and don't acknowledge what the rest of the country gets ready for when the calendar reads October. When I was even younger than now, I never understood what was so terribly bad about this holiday as to forbid it altogether. The people in our town weren't particularly religious or conservative in any way. We celebrated every other holiday in the most cheerful manner, and I could even swear I once found a photo of my own mother dressed like a skeleton. It seemed unfair to me that apparently there was a time in which they enjoyed the season fully, now it was the dullest time of year. When I'd secretly watch a Halloween movie while my parents were away, I would get incredibly frustrated as it was plainly obvious that Dellen had just the perfect atmosphere for the season. And the atmosphere only got more fitting when the pumpkins arrived. Well, they didn't simply arrive overnight, even if it almost feels that way. Their seeds must have been planted months ago, everywhere in the neighborhood where there was any soil to grow. In front yards of homes, on the grass inside the roundabouts, and of course on the fields near school. Everywhere you went, you would see the green plants making their way out of the dirt. At first, we weren't entirely sure what exactly was growing there. Nobody minded though. It was rather nice to see all this green as the weather slowly becomes colder. And then, finally, the first hints of orange were showing. Tiny little pumpkins getting bigger each day. There were probably a dozen showing from the window of our kitchen alone. You know, in my prime, pranks looked a little different than that, my father laughed as we both looked outside on the first morning of October. You think it was a prank? 
Now, I haven't heard of the neighborhood committee planning anything like this, so I assume it was some bored teenagers. Were you possibly involved, Charlie? He winked at me. I shook my head. I kind of like it, though. Maybe we could bring one inside? I carefully asked. There was nothing wrong with pumpkins, after all. We had used them before for soup or pie, though they never looked quite like these. Usually, Dad would get butternut squash or those green ones. The one I had my eyes on, however, had just the perfect size and form for carving a nasty face inside. Of course, I couldn't mention my intentions to my parents. Maybe we could make some pie late. I stopped speaking as I felt a cold touch on my shoulder. It was Mum's hand. Her face looked even paler than usual, and she had a worried look in her eyes. She had been so silent, I didn't even hear her approach. They are multiplying, she whispered. Dad chuckled a little. Susie, they're just pumpkins. They've been growing for a while now. It has nothing to do with... He stopped speaking as the ice-cold stare of my mother instructed him to. She shook her head and seemed all warm and friendly again. Come on, honey. You should get going. School's about to start. Pumpkins became the number one conversation item in our town. Some neighbors were wary of the so-called prank, just like my mother. Perhaps as it reminded them of the forbidden holiday. Most, however, seemed delighted by the gift of autumn. It didn't take long until the first ones started to harvest the pumpkins before they would start to ripen and mold. Mrs. Fendley, the old lady that lived opposite to us, had taken all of the ones that were growing in front of her house. When she opened the door, a sweet smell would escape, and her porch was decorated with different sized pumpkins. I begged my mother to do the same. We didn't even have to carve them, but every time I even brought up the subject, her face would darken, and she would distract from the subject. Dad had given up as well, and so we started ignoring the pumpkins. My parents stopped caring about the subject altogether, or so it seemed, but it wasn't just our street that had turned full of them. They were all around our little town. Restaurants started using the flesh of the vegetables in new dishes. There were hot and even cold drinks created with them and the small candy store in town even started making pumpkin caramels. They were omnipresent. I didn't want to disobey my mother. For some reason, this whole situation was turning her a little strange. And she was even more strict than usual. Still, those were only pumpkins. They had nothing to do with Halloween and I had a hard time going along with her weird and illogical ways. At home, I would not speak of it, but I happily accepted the candy sample me and my friend Ben got from the candy maker. It was unbelievably good. We even got some pumpkin biscuits at the bakery on our way back from school. As unusual as it sounds, 
A part of me believed that maybe they really would have an effect on me. Maybe something awful would happen to me. But of course, none of that came true. They were only pumpkins after all. I felt just as healthy and happy. My stomach was simply a little bit fuller. However, while I couldn't sense any difference in myself, there sure was something changing on our streets. I noticed the first time at night. It must have been past 2 a.m. when there were rattling noises coming from just outside my window. Next thing, I suddenly heard steps, accompanied by quiet laughter and giggling. My body and mind were heavy from sleep. And so it took me a moment to realize I was not dreaming. My body froze at the unusual sounds, but I told myself it had to be some drunk kids stumbling back home, although our street was normally so quiet that you'd hear your own breath. I slowly opened an eye, and I could swear I saw some light outside. It looked warm and bright, as if there were candles lit up. I closed my eyes again and told myself to go back to sleep, but I was too curious at that point. I climbed out of bed and tiptoed toward the window, making sure to stay down low. I peeked outside, but was surprised to see nobody on the streets. The only light was coming from the opposite side of the street, Mrs. Findlay's home. I found it quite unusual that she was awake at this time of night at all, but then I noticed that she wasn't inside. She was hunched down in our front yard with a knife in her hand. She was cutting off a pumpkin, the one I had my eyes on the other day. And then, out of nowhere, she moved her head up to where I was standing. I was inside a dark room. There is no way she saw me, but I could swear I felt her eyes pierce through me. I always found Mrs. Findlay rather scary. She was mean and used to shout at me and my friends whenever we played outside. This was a whole new experience, however. I quickly ducked down and crawled back to bed. I closed my eyes and tried to forget what I had just witnessed. I didn't speak to my parents about what had happened and told myself it had been nothing but a strange dream. I almost forgot about it at all until there was a ring at the door. Without thinking, I went to the front and opened the door only to be greeted by the yellow smile of Mrs. Findlay herself. In her hands, she was holding a hot pumpkin pie. Hello, dear. I was baking all morning and thought I'd bring you some. It fits the season, doesn't it? She said and winked at me. I didn't know what to respond, but luckily my mother had appeared behind me again. Oh, what a lovely pie, Mrs. Findlay, though that wasn't necessary at all. You see, I'm actually quite allergic to pumpkin, but thank you anyway. She already had her hand at the door, ready to close it. I could tell Mum was trying to be polite, but she seemed even more freaked out than me. Maybe she had seen the same thing as me last night. Oh, nonsense. 
Let your child and husband enjoy it then, she promptly responded. The pie did smell amazing, sweet and with just a dash of cinnamon. My mother hesitated, but Mrs. Findlay handed the tray over with such determinism that she had no other chance than to accept it. She then turned around and walked back to her home without another word. Mum shut the door and walked to the kitchen with the pie. She opened the trash can and threw it right away. Do not talk to that woman again, understood? She said toward me. I nodded. Mum, what the hell is going on? I saw her last night outside. What did you see? Was it just her, or did you see anyone else? She almost shouted. Mum, what's going on? It was just her, getting a pumpkin. My mother sighed and tried to smile, but half her face was twitching. From now on, and until November begins, you will not leave this house when the sun goes down. Understood? I'm going to drive to the shop and get some supplies. Stay here and wait for your dad, all right? She didn't even wait for my answer. I had no idea what was going on with her, but she wouldn't listen to any of my questions. And basically stormed out of the door. Mum wasn't back until the afternoon when the sun was slowly starting to set. It seemed she had talked to my dad, however, because as soon as she was inside, they started preparing our home. They put locks on all windows and doors, and put dark fabric over all of our windows. What is happening? Can you please talk to me? I almost cried. I had never seen my parents this way. I felt like they were surely losing their minds. Listen, Charlie. There's a reason we never celebrate this month at Dallin. It's because when we do, there is someone else joining us. Someone we do never want to see. My father whispered. Seems someone invited them to come back, honey. But don't worry. They'll be gone again soon. That's all the information I got out of my parents. I had no idea what was going on. But after everything was finished, they went back to being almost normal. They cooked dinner. We sat by the table and talked about school, work, and all the other boring subjects. Every time I tried to bring up the oddness, they shut me right down. After dinner, we watched a movie in the living room. It was already quite late, and I was just about to go to bed when the noises were back a rattling just outside, the sound of sticks breaking on the ground, laughter. But this time, my parents heard it as well. Mum's eyes shot wide open. She had a finger to her lips, signaling me to be quiet. Even Dad seemed to be shaking. The noises came closer. This time, it couldn't possibly just be Mrs. Findlay. I heard different people giggling. They almost sounded like children. The sound was now right behind our door. First, there was scratching, and then a loud knock. And another one. And another one. We stayed quiet and still 
but it wouldn't stop. Somebody was knocking at the windows now. I wanted to believe that it was just another prank, but from the face of my mother, I could tell that it was something much worse. I don't know how much time had passed when the noises finally stopped and I dared to speak again. If you knew this would happen, why didn't we leave? I asked. My mother had tears in her eyes when she answered. Because we can't. When morning arrived and my parents finally removed the fabrics from the windows, I couldn't believe what kind of stupidity they pulled into me last night. I was scared shitless at night, but now I couldn't understand what on earth they were thinking and ultimately believed that my parents were actually the ones screwing with me. Maybe they wanted to teach me a lesson because they could tell how much I wanted to celebrate Halloween. I got even angrier when I realized what the noises outside had been coming from last night. As I looked through the window to the other side of the street, Mrs. Finley's house was unrecognizable. It was hauntingly beautiful and decorated just the way I always saw in movies. She had carved pumpkins all around, poisoned apples hanging in the trees, and spiderwebs stuck to the roof. There were gravestones on the lawn and skulls assembled neatly all around the house. It must have taken her all night, though she did seem to have help. Or at least, that's where I assumed the other voices were coming from. Though the creepiest part was the witch hanging from a rope on her porch. It was dressed in all black, with a big hat and a broom. I put on my shoes, grabbed my coat, and walked outside. I had never seen any home in Dellen being decorated like this, and it wasn't even officially Halloween yet. More neighbors had assembled and were watching the spooky home of Mrs. Findlay. As I got closer, I noticed that there was something sticky dripping from the witch's broom. It looked like blood. I slowly walked up the stairs to her porch, but instinctively took a step back when I realized that it didn't just look like blood, it was blood. And this witch wasn't holding a broom. The stick was pierced right through her hand. Finally, the other neighbors and I made the last realization. This wasn't a decorative witch hanging from a rope. It was Mrs. Findley's dead body. Mrs. Findley's house was the first, but not the last one to be decorated in the spirit of Halloween. My mother was right. This was the year in which we needed to stay inside because we had welcomed something to our town that was ready to feast. In the town of Dellen, where it's always cozy and nice, we never celebrate Halloween. But I guess this year is different.
And what did we learn today, friends? Never live in Dillon. Until next time, carve all the pumpkins and eat all the pumpkin pie you want, unless you're from Dillon. <laughs>